I said earlier, as I'm preparing for this message, it's kind of like looking at a gem. You turn it around and you see all these facets, and as the as the lens hits it, as the light hits it, all of a sudden this facet just hits you in the in the heart really hard, and you have and you think this is what I'm going to preach about, and then all of a sudden the light turns and this stands out, and love God's love is so deep and so broad and so magnificent it's amazing, and oftentimes because we were raised in the church our affection is and our attention is on what we are not rather than who he is and who he wants to be for us. So we're going to take a journey and we're going to see how he sees us. And this is the beginning of a day which is going to transform you for the rest of your lives. Because he loves you. And he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. Everyone here, I believe, has been born again. Is that correct? Whoever is not, just raise your hand. We'll take care of that. That's the beginning of the journey. That is entering into a new boundary. It's a new, it's a new country. Once we enter the new country, what applied back then does not apply today. Now we come under the kingdom. Jesus preached the kingdom. Jesus preached the abundant life. He demonstrated the abundant life. He, he applied that. He preached that as a man. Yes, he came down from the Father, but as a man, he demonstrated the love of God. And as a spotless, sinless lamb, he was led as the Passover lamb. And he was inspected by the high priests. And he was delivered up to unto death. And he was raised from the dead. And we celebrate that resurrection. And through baptism... And we are raised into a life which is different. We are now a new creation, a new creature. Never the same again. Once that takes hold of your heart, that the old nature is dead, it no longer has a grip on you. Your brand new facet. He loves you and he's fully intentional of bringing forth who he wants to bring out in you. You are a living epistle. God's love is powerful, unwavering, and his love is unfailing. And he knew you before you were born in your mother's womb. And he designed you for a relationship with love with him and with others. God is relational. And he wants us to be relational. We live in a country where the cowboy is praised. And I've tried a long time trying to be a, a cowboy. So it's a challenge for me to submit to love, to submit to one another. The love of God has been made manifest in the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the perfect representation of the Father. So anytime you want to hide from God... Because you're ashamed, you think that you can't live up, you can't, you, you can't measure up to what he expects. Realize that Jesus Christ is the full representation of the Father. He was kind, he was gentle, he was nurturing, he released hope. He loved sinners. He loved eating. He loved drinking. 
He loved spending time with people. And people loved him, except the religious. That hasn't changed. Our battle will always become with the religious. But if we abide in love, we're going to go places we never dreamed of going. And we're going to become a person we've never even perceived we thought we'd become. Because unto him who is above and beyond all we can hope, think, or imagine. When Jesus died as us, he set us free from sin and death, and he set us free from ourselves. So I just break that old man off of you. Just die and live that he might live through you. Because there are people you've yet to meet who want to meet Jesus. And I see all of you here. Because the anointing in you, the hope of glory, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that who would ever believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Our ministry is one of redemption, reconciling people to the hearts of God, hearts of the Father, through Jesus Christ. We represent him. We get to do that through love. Sometimes it's easy to... uh, explain things on a negative and go into the positive. You've all been in situations where you've been in a store, you've been talking to someone, and you get that ish feeling. And you turn around, and there they are. But now you are in a position where you carry the anointing, and people look at you, and people relate to you. If anything, what you have to be careful of is the way people love on you and appreciate you and come up to you is because they see the anointing in you. They see the Christ within you. It's not you. So as easy it is to think, oh, I'm pretty hot today. It's not about you. It's about who is in you. And they see him, praise Jesus. You have become an excellent billboard to what he wants. Every day, God, who am I going to meet today? Who is going to get in contact with love? I feel most fortunate I have an account where in that building, I mentioned before, 135 nations represented there. I can't preach the gospel, except once when we're Christians. And then it's very low-key. But I get to be loved. I'm always blown away when people are gone for a month or two, going back to Africa, they come back. I get hugs. It's humbling. They receive love. The good thing about going out on the street... And going in the store and going shopping is that you get to love on people. And you get to do it in such a way that it's not Christianese. They don't have a clue what it's like to be sanctified. But they might have a clue what it's like to to carry love and be embraced by love and become love. Because I've not heard anybody say, stop, I've been loved too much, get away from me. Go to most churches. They come together, but they're all isolated. And you are the ones that are going to be demonstrating this and changing this. We are a generation which unto us arise and shine, your light has come. And the nations will come unto you. That's that's, that's now. That's what you're leaning into. 
So when you talk to people, our culture says political correctness, do not offend. Love says, ooh, how can I, how can I bless you? It's just a different way of thinking. John 15, 9. Just as the Father has loved me, I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have misspoken unto you that my joy might be in you and your joy might be made full. That's a pretty heady promise. How do you abide in him? You, you abide in him by focusing on what he loves. You focus on the love of God. You focus on what he wants to be. You focus on the testimonies, the problems that you've had, but how he, he allowed you to overcome. If you have a whole list of testimonies where God proved himself true, all of a sudden you begin believing what he's spoken about you. And that's the beginning of an accelerated process, one that you're in right now, actually, because we are in a chronos time, a kairos time. It is the season where his spirit is falling mightily. I'm seeing things I never thought I'd see rapidly. I used to get excited when I would uh, bless someone once a month. This is so cool. Now it's so often I forget. I don't write it down. Because everybody who says hello is a free target. We're used to having outreaches where we gather together and go out as a group and do something for the glory of God. And that is good. It's, it's kindergarten. The point of that is that we get used to becoming this as a lifestyle. Because if it's a lifestyle, we believe it, we become it, we are it. And going back to the negative again, people know what they're getting. They know whether you're genuine or not. Whether you want to put a notch on your Bible or whether you actually care about them. I don't care if they know my name. I don't care if they, they know the church I go to. I care that they know Jesus Christ loves them. And he's the full representation of the Father. It's the beginning of an amazing life. The argument has always been the same as it was in the Garden of Eden, where the lie challenges the goodness, the word, and the intentions of God. And that's what most of us face until we get that breakthrough, is that we buy into the lie. But if you understand that whatever you focus on grows, you can overcome it. If you focus on what you lack, all of a sudden all you see is lack. If you focus on your difficulties, all you see is what you don't have. If you focus on your sins, you're making a place for your reference. That's illegal. You're a dead man. You can't do that anymore. Unless, of course, you want to play in the mud and the manure and everything else, go for it. I never enjoyed it. I went to farms and I always tried to walk around it. I hate it when I got shoved in the stuff. But now I try to pull others out of the muck. And I want to build a well of his presence, a well of his goodness, a well of his love. It's cool with cell phones because you have a thing on your head and not be connected and go, God, you're so beautiful, you're so glorious. Bring your glory down in this place. 
bring your glory in this place of darkness. As He fills you with His presence, things begin to change. It's amazing. Went too far. As you think about the negative, ask Holy Spirit, reveal the lie. Ask Him to reveal the truth. Whenever you feel things that that, that take you out of His peace and out of His presence, ask Holy Spirit, because Jesus said, I release my comfort, He will teach you all things. Okay? Even if you don't quite believe it, say it. Holy Spirit, come. Teach me the truth. What's the lie that I've been believing? What's the truth? And grab onto the truth. Do not let it go. Bind it upon your heart. Bind it upon your neck. Upon your head. Because he's good. And he's intentional. So once he reveals the truth, stop, repent, move on. Sing a new song to him. I enjoy singing to him in bad voice in the car more than I do in corporate. Corporate's really cool. But I like expressing my heart. I like being a songbird. It's an audience of one. He doesn't care. But the presence comes and it's good. So we are dead to ourselves. Our identity is in Christ and the love is because he's the finished work on the cross. Because of God's love for us, we are seen as holy, set apart, designed for good works in Christ. So each one of you, you are set apart to do the good. You are set apart to release His blessings, His love, the prophetic. And you're going to trust that you hear His voice. And you're going to do experiments and you're going to write things down that you think that you hear and document it. And you're going to know that you hear His voice a lot more than you think that you do. The enemy is really oftentimes overplays his hand. And once you get the grip that he overplays his hand, it's like, oh, this is not true. One of the experiments I like playing, I'm talking to someone or just watching people. Tell me about them. How do you see me? Does it align with Scripture? Do you see their purposes? Do you see their it starts to bring a well of the anointing for the prophetic. I love the prophetic. I love the gifts of healing. I'm not sure if the gift of healing encourages me or blesses him. I don't care. But whenever I need need to know that his love is real, that his power is true, I'll go look for something. Even if they don't get healed, they get loved. It's cool. Last week I'm in training. I'm in Rochester, New York. I'm with four other guys from other parts of the country. One gentleman, he told you everything you wanted to know about him and you never asked a question. You've been with the type. And it was funny and it was annoying. And others began mocking him. And I'm following up up to our room and, and I know he had been in an accident and I knew that he walked really rough. I said, come in my room. I wanted to see a healing. 
But his eyes opened up and he felt peace. He's never felt that peace before. His attitude didn't change the next day. But he looked at me differently. And he knew he had, a con- he had an encounter with God. And people are going to come up to you and they're going to know that when you release his presence, when you are beyond fear, they know that they've had an encounter with God and that he is good. And that there are people out there who genuinely love one another. That's what they want. They want to feel safe. And it's so easy right now. I mean, just look around. Ask Jesus to show you when you go to the malls, who are the ones who are lit up with his presence? It is just, it's funny. It's easy to spot them because they're just, they're just glaring. Because they're easy to see them as it is to see the ones in darkness. They're hungry. They're passionate. I want to be one of them. I want to be the light which attracts the moths. I want to be the light that attracts the darkness, that, tell, that it dispels the darkness. I intend to have a wide wake of influence, and you will as well. The love of God is really amazing because it's not just an emotion. It is His goodness. It is His blessings. It is the overflow. Ephesians 1, 3 and 6. Blessed be the God of, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual, every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and blameless before Him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intentions of his will. Nice benefit. If your radio is set to AM, you'll never get an FM station. If you're not looking for the things of God, you'll never find them. I bless you with having a heart and a mind and a spirit and a will to find the things of God and to focus on the things that are good and to focus on what he's doing and to go, oh, God's over here. I'm going to stand over here. Oh, this is really nice, but there's no presence and there's, okay, excuse me. I bless you with honing your discernment to knowing what the spirit is doing, to knowing what the father is doing. Because there's a lot of things which are good, but he's not, he's not blessing. Don't waste your time. I'm sorry. Do not waste your time. But spend time knowing what he's doing, where he's at, what his presence is like. Because he's got an amazing destiny for you. Yeah? I love John 17, Jesus' high priest prayer. He prayed it over the church. He prayed it for over the apostles. He prayed it over those who would be affected because of the apostles. Over us. It's an amazing prayer. I love, I love the apostolic prayers. I love to pray them over myself. I love to pray them over others when I'm ministering to them. That's his intent.
we've, we've really got to take the things we've learned growing up and throw them away if they don't align with Scripture. I love sacred cows. They have really wonderful steak. Okay? I have no problem with roasting sacred cows. You've been taught you cannot touch the glory. This is what Jesus said. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them. That they may be one just as we are one. I in them, you in me. That they may be perfected in unity so the world may know you have sent me and love them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am so that they may see my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. And I have made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love which you loved me may be in them and I in them. That is to be reality. That is not doctrine. That is an experience. That is a way of life. That is your goal. That is your target. And you will achieve that target. For that is the will of the Father. Yeah? Permission granted. From our born-again experience until we graduate to our heavenly home, we are taken through a process. And the process is everything. And we learn to love the process because we are being transformed in the image of Christ. We are, we are learning to put off dead works. We are learning to embrace love. We are learning to look at things and people the way he does. And again, this is the beginning. Because then he puts us into places of influence. Places of government. Places of family. Places of culture. Places of media. We have been called to bring heaven down in our workplace. And we do that by being embraced by love and releasing love. So I bless you with being creative and learning how to release godly things in secular talk. I wasn't thinking I should have brought the mission statement of Jack Links with me. It's a customer I go to in northern Wisconsin. Their mission statement are Christian core values. How awesome is that? So enjoy Jack Link's. I bless each and every one of you. You will display God's love. You contact, you'll, you'll release his love when you come in contact with others. You were designed to receive his love and give it away, and you will do so. Because that's your design. Out of your belly come the kingdom. Love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. The fruits of the Spirit with the gifts of the Spirit are coming out of you to those you come in contact with. You don't have an outreach. You have a way of life. Put on Christ. 
put on abiding love. Jesus, who do you want to be for me today that you haven't been before? You are a life-giving people. You are an encouraging people. You get to display the power of God, the love of God, and the anointing of God through everything that you do. Sacred and secular. In fact, in the Greek, there is no difference. I'm sorry, Hebrew. It doesn't matter if it's him or you. You are one and the same. So there's nothing we can just barbecue. He sees no different. We can no longer see the difference. And so also talks up talks that work is worship. So enjoy worship tomorrow. I will bless you with the abundant life. One of the people who I really admire is Arthur Burke. It's really humble when you begin to step into the authority that God has given you. And because of Arthur's teachings, I began delving more and more into this stuff. Some stuff I like, some stuff I don't. But I want to release this to you. We are all spirit people experiencing a human existence, right? Your spirit is alive and well today. Listen with your spirit to the word of God. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans eight thirty eight thirty nine. Beloved, your Father made you beautiful and beloved. I bless you with receiving the Father heart of God and His matchless love for you. His love revealed in you is a gold mine of identity and legitimacy from which to live out your birthright confidently and purposefully. I bless you with belonging, inclusion, and worth that is love and nurtures in you. I bless you with being convinced deep in your spirit that nothing in heaven, earth, or hell can separate you from your Father's love. I bless you with knowing that nothing in your past, present, or future can take his love from you. I bless you with being sure of his power in your fears and your worries in your problems and pain in good times and bad. He promises that because of his love, his power and his blessings upon you. He causes pain and negative things to be transformed into good. And I bless you with deeply abiding in that truth. Loved ones, listen with your spirit to the God's word for you. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. 
John 15, 9, and 11. Beloved, I bless you with being filled with complete and overflowing joy, knowing that Jesus loves you as His Father loves Him. Imagine that. He loves you with the same love that flows between His Father and Him. I bless you with experiencing that rich love of your Father. I bless you with deep heart identity as God's very own beloved child, securely loved in His family, calling Him Abba, dear Father. I bless you with seeing in the spirit realm things that are and gifts that are presented as a hand of your Father. And His truth and His love touches all through your life. I bless you with experiencing your Father's faithful love for you and your spirit and your heart knowing, feeling, and delighting in the love that your Father expressed to you. I bless you with experiencing that so often that you never doubt your Father's love. I bless you with knowing deeply in your spirit the truth that you are accepted, affirmed, and capable. I bless you with receiving God's love that casts out all fear. I bless your spirit with being completely persuaded that nothing can separate you from His love. I bless you with knowing profoundly that God is love. I bless you with being known as a person who is loved by the Lord and who loves the Lord. I bless you with knowing deep in your spirit that your Father's favor is upon you. He likes you. He enjoys you. He takes pleasure in who you are today regardless of what you have, are doing or have done. I bless you with profoundly knowing that He finds pleasure in you. I bless you with being secure in your Father's love, having the peace of Jesus in your relationship with your Father. I bless you with receiving the communication of His love to you in a thousand ways. I bless you with creative and unique reminders of your Father's love for you. I bless you with recalling countless times that your Father has been with you, has loved you, has taken care of you, has blessed you. You can do nothing to make Him love you more and nothing to make Him love you less. I bless you and release you to love and be loved, to enjoy life and enjoy your Father and to be enjoyed by Him. And now, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. I bless you with his banner of love over you. I bless you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Have an amazing walk. Have an amazing influence. Have an amazing destiny. He is so proud of you. I bless you.